Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're all having a great weekend. Had a great Thanksgiving. Today, we're going to be doing a little overview of today's NFL slates. Not going to go too in-depth on things. I mean, you're still going to get your details, but we're trying to get, a, going to get through this as quick as possible, but still make sure that we have everything. Um, today's not my favorite slate in the world. It's, it's challenging. I mean, a lot of the good quarterback options are gone. You don't have Lamar or Mahomes or... Kyler, anyone like that. So it really makes you, you're probably going to have to take a pocket passer unless you're going to go for uh, Jalen Hurts as one of the most expensive. But it's a good challenge. It's, there's not much chalk to be had on this slate today. So we're going to do the, uh, the most with what we have. So starting off with Tennessee and New England. Tennessee is just decimated by injuries. I mean, their offense is not the most talented right now. It's hard to take Tannehill or... Even with the reports that De- Deonta Foreman's going to be the main back there, New England defense is tough. So still not in the greatest position. Westbrook Akine could be a good value play here. I'm not a big fan of Tannehill. I don't think he's that great. But if you're getting Westbrook Akine for 5-7, could be someone to stick in your lineups. Going on to the New England side, I don't love them. They're not the most dynamic offense, but... Their defense might put them in some great positions to put up points. The Tennessee D has been good lately, especially against the run, and there are definitely better op- better teams to stack on this slate. I wouldn't mind taking uh, Jacoby Myers or Kendrick Bourne or even Hunter Henry just for a value play, but by no means am I locking any of those guys into it. And with uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, I just feel like they're going to be too much of a split carries backfield that... They're not going to provide enough value on a main slate. Single game, yes, I would definitely go on them, and I'd prefer Harris at the two. Um, I wish Hunter Henry would have been inactive for today. Then we could have had Janu for a great value in a, in a revenge game against the Titans, but not the case, and we're going to be passing on Janu today. Moving on to the Colts and the, the Buccaneers. Um, it's hard to say it after last week, but I would fade uh, Jonathan Taylor. The Bucks D has is allowing the six fewest Fanduel points to running backs on the air, and I believe that they're just going to sell out to stop the run with Jonathan Taylor and force Carson Wentz to throw the ball. I don't hate Jonathan Taylor, but him being the most expensive back on the slate, I definitely believe there are better options out there, and you can just go different directions on main. Single game, I like him. Pittman, his targets have been fairly inconsistent just because they're trying to run the ball, but if if the Colts get down, I definitely believe that Michael Pittman will be part of this game plan, and I'd like him not as a lock in Maine. Definitely viable, but in single game, I would definitely have him. Moving on to the Bucks side of the ball, the Colts have the top-rated run defense against running backs, so I don't expect a big game from Leonard Fournette here, and I expect Tom Brady to throw the ball 40, 50 times. And I don't put too much stock into it, but this is a game with the highest projected score on the slates as far as the over-under. So I do like Brady Godwin. Brady and Godwin is my favorite stack in this game. And Mike Evans is solid. I expect more from Godwin, though. Um, there's a potential gem with Tyler Johnson. He received a 73% uh, share of the snap count. As of right now, Brashad Perriman has not been activated. He was a bit of a factor last week, got a few targets. But without Perriman, I can definitely see Tyler Johnson. He'll get his snaps. He hasn't been the most productive with those snaps, especially when you're competing for targets with Godwin Evans and Gronk. But 
yeah, Tyler Johnson could definitely be a guy you throw in there, especially for cheap in a single game. And then moving on to Atlanta and Jacksonville, um, two of the worst teams on the slate. I would have liked to have both of them play good offenses so you have someone to stack against. But none the matter. Starting with Atlanta, Jacksonville's run D. I mean, even though you you see the name Jacksonville and you assume they kind of suck at everything on defense, their run D has been solid. So Cordero, if he's active, he's game time call right now. And all the other running backs, I know Olison, if that's how you pronounce it, is also a game time call and leaning towards not playing. But even Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman, I'm not a big fan. My favorite players on Atlanta are Kyle Pitts. I mean, coming off a bad week when Bill Belichick just sold out to stop him. Could be on the verge of a big week here. Matt Ryan, especially in a single, is definitely very viable. And Russell Gage got a lot of targets. Those could have been just because, well, and they kind of were, because Kyle Pitts was getting locked up. But Russell Gage is definitely a solid option, especially for a single game. Jacksonville, uh, I don't hate Atlanta's pass defense. So I do like James Robinson. A big day could be in store for him. If, and this is a big if, he is used correctly. I don't really trust Urban Meyer in this situation. But he could definitely be a top five back. Atlanta's run defense has been very poor all year, and Robinson could definitely expose that. Moving on to Philly and the Giants. Amongst all the quarterbacks, he's the most expensive, but Hertz is has the most upside, definitely just from his running. But if he's not running in touchdowns, I don't really know if he's worth his price tag. There's no Jordan Howard, the goal line back, so that gives more leeway for Hertz to run in his touchdowns. But Miles Sanders is back. And speaking of Miles Sanders, I think he is at a great price with Jordan Howard out as well. Paying 6-1 for a guy who got 16 carries yesterday or last week and was pretty productive against the Saints and now facing a Giants run defense that is not that good. Miles Sanders could definitely be in play. Um, Dallas Goddard, I believe he costs 5-9 on the FanDuel main slate. He's not my favorite player, but you know what you're going to get. The upside's not really there. He doesn't score a whole lot, but if you can't pay for Kittle or Pitts, Goddard could be your guy, and you're looking for someone in that price range. Devonta Smith's okay, but he really doesn't have... I mean, he has the upside that he could score, but the touchdowns... If he doesn't score a touchdown, he hasn't been getting double digits with his yards and uh, catches, so... I'm just not sure if he's the best option for this. Moving on to the Giants side, after watching Monday Night Football. Not that I needed Monday Night Football to decide it, but I would not consider Daniel Jones unless it's a single game. Saquon's a big question mark. You really just don't know what you're going to get with his workload. I mean, they could give him 20 carries and use him in the pass game, and he could go off. But at the same time, he could get like nine carries and two catches. So for his price tag, I don't know if that's worth that risk. Um, a potential gem of the week, one of my favorite players on this slate, is Darius Slayton. Shepard is already ruled out. Kadarius Tony is doubtful. I don't think he'll play. So he may, I think Philly might focus on Kenny Galladay. He's the more, uh, I don't know the word for it, but he's, he's the better of the two, essentially. And if Philly focuses on him, maybe puts Slay on him, uh, Slayton will get the leftovers. He had seven targets last week, and that's with Tony playing. Uh, so I really do like Slayton, and he's made some big plays in the past. 
Uh, I also do like Kenny Galladay. I mean, he's pretty cheap. And if Philly doesn't focus on him, he could definitely be in for a big game. One of his first big games as a Giant. And then we have Houston and the Jets. This is a bit of a crapshoot game, but there is potential for great value. Both teams are bottom eight against the run, with the Jets being the worst against the run. But neither really has a workhorse back, especially with Michael Carter out. Um, None of the running backs cost more than 6K. My gut says that David Johnson and Tevin Coleman will be the workhorse backs, but we definitely see a split in the carries with Rex Burkhead and uh, Tyler, or not Tyler Johnson, Ty Johnson. Um, Cooks, Brandon Cooks and Corey Davis are solid receiver, but when you got Zach Wilson and Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball, it's really hard to trust them. In single game, I would recommend Brandon Cooks over Corey Davis, but I'm personally not going to be playing that single game. I would like the Houston defense. I mean, they've been for- they've forced 10 turnovers the last two weeks, but especially on FanDuel when you're playing uh, about uh, $4,900 for them, just not worth it at that point. Moving on to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, I'm not playing Big Ben in the main roster. Um, I mean, quarterbacks are always viable on singles, but I, I've i watched Ben Roethlisberger all year. He's not being in my main, my full roster slate. Um, Harris is in a good spot in all formats. I mean, they use him in the pass game pretty well. I mean, the Cincinnati run defense is nothing special. This is the same Bengals team that got gashed by Nick Chubb a few weeks ago. Um, not that Pittsburgh and Cleveland have the same old lines, but there's definitely big games to be had against the Cincinnati defense. I don't trust Chase Claypool. I mean, he's very hit or miss. He's had some, he had some good games earlier, but way too up and down to trust him, especially in a main. Um, Deontay Johnson's volume is, will always make him a viable option. He's kind of like another guy we're going to talk about, Keenan Allen, in a little bit, but he gets his targets, he gets his catches, he gets his yards. Maybe he doesn't have the best upsides. It's, uh, he's not the biggest scoring threats, but it's hard to ever say that Deontay Johnson's a bad play since he, you know he's going to put up some numbers. Um, and then lastly is Pat Fryermuth. He's cheap as far as tight ends go. I think he's only costing 5-3 on FanDuel, but he's, bit, he's, hit, he's hit or miss. I mean, a lot of his... When he doesn't score a touchdown, he really doesn't put up the best numbers. So it makes me a little hesitant to play him. But the tight ends on this slate aren't great. There's not a lot of punts lower than him. I would have liked to have Janu, but you could maybe go, I don't know, Jared Cook or something below him. But as far as the cheapest tight end that's been getting consistent targets, it's probably Pat Fryermuth. And then with the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow... He's not the worst quarterback to have, but he does have limited upside, even when he was having a, that great stretch with Jamar Chase scoring on touchdowns. He was only putting about 20 FanDuel points a game, and but Pittsburgh did just give up 41 to the Chargers. I really like Mixon in this game. Uh, as you saw on Sunday Night Football, Eckler absolutely gashed the, the Steelers, and Mixon... Got 27 touch, 27 carries last week, and I don't see that really changing. Maybe a little less, but he's the lead, he's the workhorse back. Um, and once they get inside the red zone, they want Mixon to just pound it in. He's all right at receiving. He doesn't have a ton of receiving upside. They do use guys like Chris Evans and Samaj P. Ryan there, but 
Mixon is a great play today. Jamar Chase on the main site is a bit pricey. For what we've seen lately, he's a he's obviously a big pay, big play threat. He's put up big plays all year, but if he's not scoring and making those big plays, he just isn't having. I mean, teams are just finally selling out to stop his big plays, and I'm not sure he's the best guy that you want just to do underneath routes, and especially when you can pay less for a guy like Deontay Johnson that you know is going to get. 15 targets when Jamar Chase has not been getting double digits consistently. I don't see a lot of upside for T. Higgins in this matchup as well, but in a single game, obviously viable. Um, the Cincinnati defense is one of the cheapest on the slate going against Ben Roethlisberger, which is a bit of a nice thing. I'm not a huge fan of Cincinnati defense, but if you want to punt on defense, Cincinnati is definitely very viable there. And then... With the last game of the noon slate, we have Carolina and Miami. I really wish Cam Newton wasn't this expensive. He's in a great spot against the poor Miami defense, but he's pretty touched on reliant, especially in the run game. His passing numbers haven't been great. Obviously, he's a little rusty, and those, that could change, but I just don't think the arm strength's there as much as it once was, and his big play potential through the pass game is kind of gone. I want to love Christian McCaffrey in this, but Cam Newton's been stealing a lot of the goal line touches. I mean, if they start using McCaffrey on the goal line and letting him run in touchdowns, he could he's probably the best player on this slate by far. I personally am probably going to play him in a lot of my builds, but I am a little worried that he won't get running touchdowns, but his work in the receiving game is just too much to ignore. Uh, I want to like DJ Moore in this game, but like I talked about with Cam Newton, the explosive plays... I just don't know if he's going to put enough in the pass game. I would definitely go with McCaffrey and DJ Moore in a single game and maybe Robbie Anderson for value, but not not in the main side. I would not be trusting DJ Moore. And then moving on to Miami, uh, I'm not really considering rostering anyone from Miami. I'm, I do like the, the Panthers' defense. They've been pretty good all year. And I just don't trust Tour Gaskin. Um Given the matchups, choosing to play Gaskin over a guy like Miles Sanders is something I won't do. Gaskin got he's been getting good work lately, but he's going against some of the worst run defenses like the Jets and I believe they played the Texans, so his numbers are a bit inflated and his cost has gone up. I mean, if it's a straight-up pick him, I'd take Miles Sanders over him. I don't mind playing Jalen Waddell. He's got great volume, but Miami just doesn't have the dynamic upside of their offense that I'm looking for in a receiver, especially going against a quality defense like the Panthers. And then going on to the 3 p.m. slates, we have Denver and Los, uh, the Los, Los Angeles Chargers. With Denver, it's really, once again, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is by no stretch in the mind an elite quarterback. I mean, he's one of the cheaper ones on the slate, but... They want to run the ball once they get in the red zone. It's usually Melvin Gordon, so not sure he has the upside that you want to play him in Maine. And then I want to like the Denver uh, ground attack, but you just don't know. I mean, Javante and Melvin have had a pretty even split so far. Melvin did have a costly fumble last week. Maybe that takes some out of his playing time. Javante is definitely cheaper. If you want a running back, I believe he's only 5'7". So he could definitely be an option. He's a potential gem if they want to start feeding him. I mean, he's the rookie back. He's their future. 
and Los Angeles has not been the greatest against uh, the run this year, but that remains to be seen. Uh, Jerry Judy's a good play. I mean, he's not great. He doesn't have a ton of upside, especially with Teddy Bridgewater not really wanting to throw the ball down the field. But if they get down in this game, he can definitely put up a lot of catches. And he's just solid if you want throw someone in there for pretty cheap that's going to get double digits. Um, the Chargers are pretty bad against tight ends. They're one of the lowest rated teams against them, so that makes no offense. option. He's a bit too expensive in my mind, but he's great for single game. Moving on to the Chargers side of the ball, uh, this is one of the most talented offenses we have on this slate, but the matchup against the, the Broncos is not the greatest. Uh, I mean, you have Eckler, Williams, Keenan Allen, all great players, but I'm not saying fade them, but it's a divisional game. I don't think it's going to be too high scoring. I think they're probably going to be pretty high owned as well, so... I wouldn't say yeah, I wouldn't say fade him, but the Chargers are not my favorite stack today for ownership purposes and just matchup purposes. The Chargers defense, they have talented players, but they just haven't been forcing turnovers or getting to the quarterback. That could obviously change. You're playing Teddy Bridgewater. Could definitely throw a couple picks, but I can just see him methodically leading the Broncos down the field. Uh Chargers defense is pretty cheap, and I can see you using them as a punt, but not my favorite. And then moving on to the marquee matchup of the day, we have the Rams and the Packers. The Rams offense was super dynamic at the beginning. You saw them shredding a lot of their early teams, but it has slowed down as of late. Uh, teams are starting starting to be able to get to the quarterback. And I reports came out today that Stafford's dealing with multiple injuries, and that definitely doesn't help the potential of the Rams offense. The only player I really like for them is Cooper Cup, a bit of a given. You know he's going to get his targets. You know he's going to get his yards. They want him to score in the red zone. He can get open, but he is one of the most expensive players on the slate. I know he's the most expensive receiver on the main slate. I'd get him in. I'd prefer him over Matthew Stafford in a single game just because Stafford's definitely, I mean, going back to Green Bay, hasn't had the greatest performances of his career there. But, yeah, definitely like Cooper Cup. Reports have said that Odell is in line for an expanded role. So if you want to roll the dice on a GPP, you know that Odell, I mean, at least sometime in his career, has been a pretty explosive receiver. So Odell might be worth a shot. And moving on to the Green Bay side of the ball, the Rodgers drama is a bit concerning. And you really don't know if he's healthy. He looked healthy last week, but you just don't know. The Rams' D is tough against the run, and I'd fade the Green Bay running backs, especially if Jones is active, even even if it's just A.J. Dillon. I, he's expensive, and I mean I don't want to pick someone running right into Aaron Donald every play. I do believe that Ramsey will be shadowing Adams, and that's not to say that Adams can't get open. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams is a very elite receiver, but... For him being, I think, the second or third most expensive receiver on this slate, you might want to go a different way just because Jalen Ramsey, on the flip side, definitely has the uh, the potential to lock up Devontae Adams and hold him to like a 6-for-50-yard 50 50 yard game. I really like the Green Bay defense. They were a bit bad. They, they struggled a little bit last week, had a couple of interceptions that they dropped that could have prevented some points and got some turnovers, but... I mean, they shut out Russ a couple weeks ago, 
had a good performance against Mahomes and the Chiefs and have been pretty solid all year. They're pretty cheap just because they're going against the Rams. So it's a good value play on defense. And then the la- um we have Vikings, 49ers. This could easily be the highest scoring game. I mean, Minnesota's defense doesn't do many favors. Minnesota's playing from behind. A lot of passing from Kirk Cousins. I do like Kirk Cousins, not necessarily for that reason, but just because he has consistent volume and he's been putting up numbers. Uh, Dalvin had a discount. He's only, I think, 8,000 or 8,100 on the FanDuel main slate. It's pretty nice, but the 49ers run D's been pretty solid all year, so not a whole lot of upside from Dalvin, especially if he's not getting the goal line touchdowns. But... um, Justin Jefferson is one of my favorite receivers on this slate. I really like the potential of a Cousins-Jefferson stack. Minnesota D, even though I'm not too high on them, I mean, you are going against Jimmy Garoppolo in a banged-up Elijah Mitchell at running back. So they are the tied with the Bengals, I believe, for the least expensive defense on this slate. Worth a shot if you're trying to pay up for other positions. I don't love the Minnesota defense, but definitely force a turnover, get a couple sacks. So, and then lastly, we have the 49ers. Uh, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a very talented quarterback, so I'm not going to be playing him in Maine. Elijah Mitchell is likely to play. He'll be back, but I still think that Jeff Wilson will be a thorn in his side and they'll be splitting carries, not necessarily 50-50, but I think they'll be splitting carries enough that Mitchell will lose a good amount of volume. Uh, I love Debo on this slate because... His usage is crazy. They want they want him to touch the ball, whether it's just short passes or they're giving him runs. Debo will touch the ball. He is expensive, but I think it's pretty warranted. But on the flip side of that, I do like Brandon Ayuk a lot. Uh, he's definitely due for a big player too. He's an explosive player, and Minnesota D does give up some big plays, and especially against the pass. And just uh, for the nightcap game, Baltimore and Cleveland. I mean, if you're playing on FanDuel, you pretty much have to have Lamar Jackson MVP. Cleveland defense is nothing special, and he gets his passing yards. He gets his rushing yards. He's one of the locks. I mean, maybe if you want to go Nick Chubb to be a a little bit different, I wouldn't mind that. But if you're playing on DraftKings, Rashad Bateman definitely has good value at captain spot. Just get a little cheaper guy, and you can pay up for the other players. On Cleveland... I would only pick one of Chubb and Hunt. I like Chubb more. He's definitely more expensive. But Hunt definitely has put up big games in the past. He is coming off an injury, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really like Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's very good paying up for a quarterback on a team that just wants to run the ball. You could go with a a Hooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jarvis Landry on Cleveland. But other than that, I mean, no one else really provides that much value. And then going to the Baltimore side of things, you obviously have Lamar. I like Bateman. Hollywood Brown, he's some interesting reports this week saying he's out and he's questionable. Not my favorite play, definitely still viable. Devonta Freeman appears to have established himself as the workhorse back there. Gets goal line touches, scores touchdowns, and he's not too expensive that for a starting running back. And then... He's cheap on both sides, I believe, Sammy Watkins. He hasn't had the best stats, but if you want to punt and a little bit of a value play, that could, could definitely put up a big play. I guess Sammy Watkins is your guy. 
I'm not saying to fade Mark Andrews at this point, but he's just not my favorite play, this, play of this slate. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, hope you enjoy your day of watching football and hope that for all of you that play DFS, it's a very profitable day. Thank you.